Good morning, everyone. It's the 3rd of August, and I have with me today Nathan Sweeney, Asim Kadri, and Niall McDonnell. Nathan, we had the most shocking-looking figure for US Q2 GDP, but the markets seem to take it quite well. Yeah, uh, Lorna, that's correct. The number was terrible. So it was definitely the big event for the week. So what we had was the initial estimate of Q2 GDP. And that figure was down 32.9%. So it did come in slightly better than forecast. But this is by far the largest retrenchment that we've had in US GDP in modern history. And if we couple this with what happened in Q1, where we had growth was down 5%, it really means that the US is in technical recession. And if we look at what was hurting across the period, it was everything because, you know, spending just stopped. So consumers couldn't get out and spend. People couldn't get out and invest. And the only area where we saw some growth was coming from government spending, so federal spending. So we do know that the government did step in with lots of packages. But, you know, we should expect to see growth figures across the globe being pretty bad for Q2. Yes, no doubt about that. And Niall, if I can turn to you, that seems to be playing out in the bond markets at the moment, particularly the government bond markets. Yes, most certainly, Lorna. What we seen last week was a lot of money flowing into U.S. government bond funds and the yield on the 10-year Treasury was down to 53 basis points. So that tightened by six basis points. And that also was felt across the globe where we've seen in the Eurozone bonds, 10-year bond was down to eight basis points. Also strong rally in some of peripheral spreads. So the market most certainly saying that they believe that we're nowhere near any kind of normalization of interest rate policy and central banks are going to keep the low levels of interest rate in expectation for the near future. But not a bad week, certainly in the high yield bond markets. Yes, it was really mixed fortunes in the credit markets last week. High yields had quite a good week in, in the US. So we've seen US high yield spreads tightening 16 basis points. So quite a positive week in terms of nominal returns. But in the Eurozone, spreads actually widened and they produced negative returns of about 20 bips over the course of the week. But all in all, July capped off a good month for high yield in general as an asset class. So in the US, up about 4%. And in the Eurozone, at the end of July, up about 2%. Thank you for that. Nathan, if we look quickly at the um, US Q2 reporting season, how are things going? We're in the midst of Q2 reporting, so companies coming out with their earnings results. We've had 63% of companies have reported their earnings up to the Friday close. And, you know, generally you track these to see are they above or below consensus. So we have 84% of companies have reported earnings above estimates coming into earnings season. So this is the highest on record actually. So it's quite a, a positive figure. And if we look at the expectation for what we thought companies were going to deliver in Q2, the expectation was that companies' earnings were going to be down around 42%, 43 44%. And as of last week, we're actually at minus 35%. So companies, you know, surprising a little bit to the upside, earnings not as bad as expected and some solid earnings coming through from the fang stocks where everybody is obviously clearly focused on those within the market so that's encouraging to see that those companies are still delivering strong earnings yes as ever the fangs leading the u.s markets if we move across to asia asim we had some reasonable looking pmi data from china yeah so we saw PMI figures for China for July released at the end of last week. And as you mentioned, on the whole, they signal that the economic recovery is continuing. And that's mainly due to the ongoing policy supports that we're seeing, but also because we've seen a rebound in exports. 
So growth momentum in manufacturing is stronger and broad-based, and the supply side of the economy is around 100%. So the NBS manufacturing PMI came in above expectations again, so rising 0.2 percentage points to 51.1 in July, which was faster than June and also expectations. However, consumer services are still the laggard in terms of their recovery, and what we're seeing is Chinese consumers adapting more to online services, whilst traditional areas of consumption that involve human interaction have been slower to return to normal. However, on the whole, demand conditions do appear to be improving. So the non-manufacturing PMI, which is made up of services and construction, came in at 54.2. So marginally down on the figure we saw in June, but still a strong absolute level. It is quite an impressive figure, and the market was actually quite encouraged by that, I noticed. But we have actually seen some further outbreaks of COVID in Asia, particularly in China. I wonder if you could just give us a bit of colour on that. Yeah, sure. We're seeing, as you mentioned, further local outbreaks or clusters really across some of the countries that initially dealt with the pandemic effectively. So in mainland China, Hong Kong, South Korea, and also in Australia. So for example, you mentioned China there, and China's seen the largest outbreak of the virus since Wuhan over the last couple of weeks, with over 500 cases in the Northwest region. And you may have also seen that Hong Kong seen a surge as well over the last couple of weeks. So it's definitely still stop-start in these countries that, as I mentioned, initially dealt with the pandemic effectively. Yes, indeed. So something to monitor there in the next week or so. But Nathan, I think the big news this week will be the US unemployment data coming up at the end of the week. Yeah, so we've got unemployment data coming out on Friday at half 12. Now, if we kind of roll back a little bit, unemployment data spiked at 14.7% in April. And it's been coming down steadily ever since. So last month's reading was 11.1. The market is hoping for a further reduction down to 10.5%. But, you know, this is really important because obviously as people get back to work, that feeds through into an improvement in the economy and that'll feed back through into a pickup in those GDP figures, which we talked about earlier, which have been pretty poor. So there's a big correlation between unemployment levels and growth levels in the economy. So we hope that those continue to come down at a healthy pace. We do indeed. Thank you all very much. Thank you.